Hey everyone, welcome to this Monday episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. So we have a little bit of a crossover today with J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks to go all into that game on Sunday, that crazy 8-5 win for the Penguins to get their eighth win in a row. That begins right now. Hello, welcome to a, I don't know, a weird edition of Locked On Sharks. I'm J.D. Young, one half of the content boys, Kyle is currently at the Seahawks Lions game, and we're hoping for the over on 12 and a half beers because Bet Online will give us some money. Uh, but today I brought in Hunter of Locked On Penguins to talk about a wild, wild uh, Sharks Penguins game. Um, Hunter, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, it was, it's the first Penguins game in two weeks, so it was bound to have something crazy happen. And, um, you know, four goals in the first six minutes would qualify, and then almost losing a six to one lead would uh, qualify as well. So um, that was a very crazy game. Obviously, you know, happy for the Penguins to get the, their eighth straight win, but um, just, just a lot of back and forth for that one. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it here in a second, but yeah, definitely one of the uh, crazier games the Sharks have played, especially coming off off a eight to seven uh, shootout win over Arizona a couple days ago. So yeah, we'll get into uh, 10 a.m. woes for the Sharks, and uh, maybe a five-goal lead is the, now the most dangerous lead in all the NHL. So uh, let's get this bad boy started here. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, yeah, I mean, the Sharks' uh, 10 a.m. games uh, have been a bane to their existence for a long, long time. Uh, and it didn't help out when it being the first game on a road trip, uh, not having to play two games. So I went into this game expecting pretty sloppy period, especially with the first period, especially with the Penguins not having played since, what, December 19th or something like that. And the Penguins just came out and decided, uh, no, we're just going to boat race you guys for the first 20 minutes. And that's it was just brutal start for the Sharks. Like they couldn't do anything right. It, it was weird because, you know, when I did the preview for my episode on Thursday, Friday, uh, James Reimer came into this, I think top 10 in goal saved as I expected. Uh, he looked anything but that goaltender that I saw. Um, and that game just couldn't make a stop to save his life. I mean, you know, he's obviously not like one of the top tier starters in the league, but, you know, he's still good enough to um, not have many of those kind of games and it's honestly not something the penguins have done a lot this year um they've been goalied quite a lot um mm. by a, a lot of different goalies um so to see them kind of get back at you know a goalie like that is you know it's a little welcome just because their finishing ability has not been good for most of the season it started to regress a little bit before um they had to pause for a couple of weeks but um today you know kind of went back in that other direction but yeah pittsburgh was ready to play it is weird because usually uh, matinee games, whether it's a Saturday or Sunday, the Penguins just struggle. Um, don't know what it is. They usually never have their A effort. Um, but, you know, this one will qualify, especially when you're getting a team that thinks it's 10 a.m. playing. Um, and on NFL Sunday, I, I honestly don't remember the last time they had a 1 o'clock start time on a Sunday where all football was playing. So that was a nice welcome change. But um, Pittsburgh was fired up for this one. Again, they haven't played. They didn't play in two weeks. They still have a few COVID players in COVID protocol. And they had some big impacts from two players, one of which has just been 
um, a force all season. Yeah, I mean, we saw, you know, as Rodriguez had a hat trick and Rust had a hat trick as well. And, you know, it's like for the Sharks, it was just, you know, we've seen this before where especially the years prior where just things go bad and it just the team snowballs for, you know, just brutal, like we're just total collapse. And I mean, it was not years past this game would have ended like, you know, seven to two or something like that. But it was nice for the Sharks to be able to kind of try to build, you know, fight their way back in. And it was a, it was a one goal lead, you know, with 15 minutes left in the third period. And, you know, like, um, how were you feeling during that part? Cause I mean, I was like, there's, there's still a lot of time left to score another, you know, to, to tie this thing up. But I mean, the sharks were just, you know, with, with that, sometimes you just run out of gas and the sharks got a lot of lucky bounces to even get, you know, it within one, um, you know, I'm thinking like the, the Nieto goal where it, literally bounces off the boards and comes back and hits the uh, Smith and goes in. But like, you know, how are you feeling uh, watching the the penguins on, on the verge of a collapse there? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I tweeted you, it was a total clench butt cheek season. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all, all fans. and you know, I, I tweeted before, you know, it was looking like it was going to be a nice, easy Sunday. And a lot of Pittsburgh sports fans are not used to this. The Steelers just tried to, I shouldn't say break everyone's heart, but they just have to give everyone like 5,000 hard attacks every Sunday throughout the fall and winter. And it looked like the Penguins were going to be like, okay, you know, we're not the Steelers for this Sunday. Well, you know, in typical Pittsburgh sports fashion, they had to make it a little more close um, than normal. But, I mean, you know, credit to the Sharks for getting back in the game. That really – that good bounce for Nieto. I really don't know what Casey DeSmith was doing there. Um, but, you know, Burns gets the power play goal. Um you know, Couture scores on a nice um, shot from about, I think it was 10 feet out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're right in business. And DeSmith had to make a couple of big saves through those last 15 minutes. I think a big part of it was Mike Sullivan kind of calling timeout. And then because the, the, the team was kind of turtling a little bit. And how can you not win? A team yeah, I mean, if you're up by five goals, you're going to be like, whatever. Yeah, let's just get to the next game. Yeah. Totally exactly. makes sense there. Yeah, and yeah. In, in the um, in the second period, I know that there was like four minutes left at one point, and I was saying to myself, like, man, these players just want to probably end the game right now. They don't want to go out there and play another period. And you know, that's the danger of it because sure, it's a big lead, but you know, anything can happen. You know, kudos to Mike for calling that timeout because the, I thought the Penguins really brought it um, those last twelve or thirteen minutes or so. so San Jose, I thought, it's got some good chances. As as I said, to Smith had a couple of big saves, but you know, Pittsburgh started to turn the tide of the game a little bit back in their favor, like how they were playing in the first and early portions of the second. And ultimately they were able to get that big goal, that number, that seventh goal, excuse me, with about a couple minutes left. And then of course the empty netter. Yeah. And you know, that was, yeah, at that time I was big. I thought too, where you could see Pittsburgh kind of start to make the push again, um, especially for after San Jose had been outplaying them for a good, you know, chunk of the game there. And then, um, but yeah. And then the, the, the penalty by Nieto that led to the, the, final kind of the nail in the coffin there with the, the power play goal too it's like you can't if you're gonna make a comeback you can't give up these dumb penalties and stuff and it's just kind of that was like a positioning penalty where Nieto just was caught out of position type of thing so um but i mean watching all those goals hunter i don't know about you but it got me a little hungry i was exhausted after watching all that you know what i reach for what was I it for, i reach for a built bar there you because... go that's, that's a perfect way to go into it Yes, because it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick with your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, 
you don't want that. That's why if you want to eat healthy, but it goes just goes so boring by like week three, you're like, this isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? That's where you reach for Bill Bars. They're 100% covered in 100% real chocolate. Each bar contains 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So make sure you go check out. They have a bajillion flavors to choose from, like coconut What's almond. Favorite one. My my favorite, I like the coconut almond and the uh, the uh, cherry barcia. Um, those are my favorites. Cookies Yours? came all the way for me. I, I, yeah. I can't get enough of that one. So if you're, yeah, if you need to go check them out. If you don't know what to pick, go, they have the mix boxes where you can kind of get a little bit of everything to go try them out. Make sure you guys go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, on, locked 15, sorry, to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at built.com. All right. We do have a big question. Is Zachary Sachenko the greatest goaltender in Sharks history or NHL history? Because uh like he was playing out of his mind. Um, I know the, you know, we said the, the penguins kind of turtle a little bit, but coming in, you know, stopping, I think he, you know, he stopped like 19 of 20 shots. Uh or sorry, 20 of 21 shots, sorry. Um, and made some huge saves to keep the, the Sharks somewhat in this game for a while. And like, I, you know, coming in, like, I don't know if that was just pure adrenaline coming in on your first, making your NHL debut and stuff like that, because he hasn't had the greatest AHL career. But uh, wow, Zachary Salchenko, my hat off to you, buddy. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, JG, JD, excuse me. I did not even really know who he was coming into this game. I thought it was just a, make a name AHL goalie and then comes in and probably robs the Penguins of four or five sure goals. Um, I think Rodriguez was robbed of one. I think Sid was robbed of one or two. Um, Jake was as well. And, you know, he he made a lot of really great saves where it's almost, I was just kind of, kind of saying they're like, wow, wonder he could have started today. I think the game would have been a lot different, (laughs) but um, just a really solid job. um, I thought for him. And I I definitely think um, he's probably going to get, more of a look moving forward. I know Reimer obviously starts the majority of the games and rightfully yeah. so. Um, he, he makes that kind of money. But <clears throat> do you think that they'll probably start to give him some more reps now that he had, you know, his, some of his first NHL acts under the belt and looked pretty good against one of the better teams? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially because Aiden Hill made a rehab start with the Barracuda today and he didn't look super sharp today. And he's been kind of, we've had our Aiden Hill's issues uh too and you know like you can't start Reimer a thousand games in a row especially I mean as well as Reimer's played this year you know he is a kind of an older veteran and you don't want to you know kind of run him run the wheels off of him so and the shark schedule does kind of ease up here they play the Red Wings the Sabres the Flyers and then the Red Wings again I think like in that time so there are some easier competition here um so I wouldn't be shocked if he got a start some time on this road trip especially against one of these uh kind of you know, basement dwelling teams, but I mean, yeah, I thought the kid looked good, you know, and some, I don't know if this is what we, this definitely isn't something that's going to, you know, we're not finding the next Jordan Bennington or something like that here out of him, but like, you know, the good for the kid, he came in. I mean, the, the guys played hard for him and it was nice to see after the game where like all the guys came out and kind of gave him the little pats on the head and stuff like that, like that you normally would see from a winning goalie, but like, you know, it's the, the kid played hard and the team played hard for him. And that's, that's, that's all you can ask for sometimes. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, if I recall correctly as well, I think this was the Penguins' first win in their last four games 
against the Sharks, if that sounds right. And, you know, they're going to get them again um, in a couple of weeks when the Penguins make their monster West Coast trip um, out there. I think that they have a full – I think they have a six-game road trip to their Ooh. Vegas. I think, I think Philadelphia is one. No, 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 no. Dallas is one of the, one of the other ones. They just have a huge Western swing. Um coming up and you know i i also touched on that i was going to get your thoughts on this jd i touched on this in one of my episodes last week you know just watching the sharks today you know they still have a lot of that high-end talent but you know i'm still not sure where they're going you know this year and just for their immediate future just because you know you just you look at the team and i'm like okay i used to be able to be i used to be able to close to name almost every player on this roster now i just feel like you know there's definitely a lot of unknowns there it was nice to see burns get that goal today you know as he gets older i mean obviously his play is gonna regress a little bit you know kutcher still really good timo myers having a hell of a season mm-hmm. tomas portal i don't really know what's gonna go on there i have said many times on my show i'd love for the penguins be able to get him but i don't think they, they, they that's just the price to get him would probably be way too high um just where do you see the Sharks at overall, like this season and moving forward, just with the core and everything? Uh, yeah, this is going to be a very, I think this next month is going to be really interesting for the Sharks, especially where, you know, the management's been like, we want to make the playoffs, we want to make the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But like, <laughs> this team just, it's kind of just in that creamy middle right now. And it's like, you saw like the Penguins are a good to great team, right? You know, you, I don't know if I'd put them up there with the like, Colorado's and you know Vegas's and other world but like they're gonna make some noise in the playoffs right yeah we saw what happened with the Sharks like when they play these teams they just get demolished constantly like it's okay like yeah they they play the bad teams and they beat the bad teams and they're kind of they're competitive with the middle teams but like anytime they play anybody with you know other than Calgary who for some reason they just seem to have Calgary's number this year but like they play these teams and they just, you know, they're either scrambling to try to get back in the game or they just don't have it with them. So, um, you know, I, I think with what you could get for hurdle, um, I think they're going to get an offer too good, especially because I mean, what team doesn't want to add either the best to see in the league or, you know, like, you know, a top easily a top six you know forward to your team who, who has had a lot of proven playoff success i mean he was a cattle the sharks were he was a catalyst in the western conference run i mean sharks fans love tomas hurdle like he's easily the fan favorite right now but like if you're going to be able to get a first round and potentially a team's top prospect you know like and if somebody doesn't want to offer it you go to the next team and you know because i mean there's gonna be teams lined up around the block trying to off trying to get tomas hurdle so um, the way the season's going, I have a feeling he's going to be traded at the deadline, and I'm going to be a very, very sad Sharks fan because he's my favorite Shark right now. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's this, you know, like Brent Burns, like you said before, I mean, he scored today, but like Brent Burns has not been the same player, you know, and it's like Eric Carlson's been amazing this year, but like you can't, you know, it's like you can't, ha- you need a little bit more than Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer, you know, doing stuff. And, they just don't have that depth. And I think adding another top end guy to go with William Eklund, this would be good, the best thing for the franchise. Cause I, I think they found a centerpiece with William Eklund. And if you can add that running mate and I mean, you've as the penguins, you know, having, you know, having those top end guys, I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting Eklund to be Crosby or anything like that, but like having those top end guys, you can do a lot of stuff with that and having that, that centerpiece. That, so. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, like once you have your, like, <clears throat> excuse me, once you have like your core in place, then that, that, then the job, your job is a lot easier just because you just have to get the moves right with building around them. And, you know, Carlson, going just going back to him for a sec, you're right, he has had a rejuvenated season just because, if I recall correctly, he was struggling a lot these last couple of years. I think various injuries, not looking like himself. I mean, you know, there was a time just, you know, four to five short years ago that he was a top five player in the league, probably the best defenseman in hockey. Um, arguably the best defenseman of this generation with how he was playing and just yeah. putting win totals. And then comes to San Jose, looks good. At, it looks good, I think, at the start, and then just kind of it tapers off. Just, I think it's just because of the injuries or something. Like when I was watching, yeah. um, you know, going into today's game and everything, it just it, – it's not the same with him. And I, and I feel bad just because he was always one of my favorite players that I loved watching. And, you know, to see like, you know, a decline in his level – um, it, it definitely um, stinks. And, you know, honestly, the same goes for Vlasic because he signed oh, that Vlasic. monster contract. Oh, I believe it was like three or something. For some, re- for some reason, Doug Wilson thought that was good money. Um, and I think he was on the bottom pair today. And I think what a I – mean, just that's just a nosedive um, right there yeah. with the underlying numbers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the bottom pair all season, and he's been flirting with being healthy scratched. Uh, it's gotten that bad, and you know, Sharks fans have been, you know, it's it's brutal. So, like, cause uh, like Kyle, that's one of his favorite players all time is Vlasic, and like, mm-hmm. you know, he was just bad today. I mean, I'm not a big plus minus guy, but I think he, yeah, he was like minus three or something, and he was out there for like four goals against type of thing, and it's just like the that. You know, like Malosh, uh, Malosh Vlasic combo at the like bottom pair was just getting eaten alive today, and so I would not be surprised to see. I know uh, with Mario Ferrara right now, I wouldn't be surprised for them to try to maybe shuffle up that bottom pair to try to find something. Uh, Ryan Merkley is on the taxi squad and with the team right now, so hopefully maybe he could come in and provide at least some more offense. Um, but yeah, it's it's been just that bottom, especially for a team that's trying to win every game three to two behind good goaltending and good defense. And when you give up four goals in the first six minutes and your defense is a tire fire and, you know, like it's, it's just been bad. Um, so yeah, I have a feeling that this team is uh, probably not a lot more eight to five losses, but uh, I have a feeling that this team is going to be uh, going to be heading down towards another, you know, another uh, top draft pick this year, which probably is going to be the best thing for them. So I would say that, you know, I've always had a saying, you know, if you're not competing and you're not tanking, I mean, you you're, you're in the middle. And I think that's, you know, that's where the Sharks are right now. And they had yep. that good start to the season, you know, overall, they were in that playoff picture and they've been 500 for, I would say the whole year. And then it's just kind of gone a little downhill lately. And <clears throat> I know the Pacific division stinks. It's probably... I would say the worst division in, in hockey. I don't really, I mean, the Metro is competitive, but yeah, I mean, I see a lot of middling teams there as well. I wasn't as high on our division as I was on others, but I mean, I, I think they've just created themselves too big of a hole to climb out of. And, you know, they still have a lot of tough games left after, you know, this stretch of a, of a road trip that they have. And I think, you know, they just, the organization needs to see that like, you know, these middling teams, if you want, if you're going to be stuck in neutral, you got to pick a side. And, yeah, it's the uh, worst thing. Pick, yeah, sitting on the fence the whole time is the worst thing. And that's where Kyle and I have been too. And I mean, people who have listened to Lockdown Sharks, we know like, yeah. you know, the good time sharks, the good vibe sharks at the beginning of the season were really fun, you know. And, and but like, as soon as William Eklund left, the, the team has just been not the same. And 
you know, and it, it's, it's okay to be bad uh, again. And, you know, again, you're trying to find, if you're trying to build a winning, you know, the whole thing is to win a championship. And if you can get, find that guy that you think that you can pair with William Eklund and then you have your superstars for the next, you know, 10 to 12 years. Yeah. It, you know that that's that's the hardest part right so you know and i think the sharks they they've got some bad contracts that they're gonna have to either ride out or eat between you know the burns contract the Vlasic contract's bad you have kane who's you know playing on the ahl right now and it's just yeah it's it's gonna be brutal for a couple of years but william eklund's coming kids william eklund is coming <laughs> yeah he's, he's gonna be a force um, once he's up there full time yeah. um from the, the game overall today and just the season, who do you think have been like the Sharks' biggest bright spots um, overall? Uh, Timo Meyer, you know, has definitely been a big bright spot. He had after he responded well from being benched. So last game against the the Flyers, he was uh, didn't uh, get the puck in deep enough, and then the Flyers ended up uh, tying the game, and then he was benched in overtime replaced by matt nieto of all people um and overtime yes and then uh but responded well today had three three primary assists so um but yeah matt uh but yeah timo meyer has been on fire all year and then eric carlson as we talked about earlier where he's you know i think he's fully healthy from that groin injury um Mm -hmm. that he's that he hurt in the 18 19 year and you know and like he's just been I mean he's not the same like eric carlson the best defenseman in the world but he's been Eric, you know, if he's Eric Carlson, maybe a top 10 defenseman in the world, like that's, that's still that, pretty good. <laughs> that's still pretty good. And you'll take that. So, yeah, I think those have, have probably been the two brightest spots for the Sharks, especially coming into the expectations for the season and where they're at right now. So, yeah, I mean, again, you know, I don't think a lot of people expected them to be at 500 this year. I think, you know, a lot of people thought they would just be one of the basement teams. And mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't say Arizona level bad. That's just, no. just <laughs> but, you know, bad enough where, you know, they would be, you know, kind of at a top five pick right now. But, you know, they're not even at that level um, yet. But, um, you know, it's it's still been, you know, it's still early. You know, there, a lot of stuff can happen. But. You know, I'm excited for the matchup coming up in a couple weeks because I think you're going to see a much more healthier Penguins team, um, both COVID and injuries. Um, I can tell you for sure Evgeny Malkin is going to be back for that matchup. I think he should be back in the next. (laughs) (laughs) He should be back in the next week. Um, He's been full contact for the last few days. Mm. They're not really rushing him. He said he wants to be ready for the California road trip, so. Voila, but for either the first or second game in, he'll he'll be playing against the Sharks. It might be a little before then. Um, the three players from the COVID list will be back. Yeah. Unless, God willing, no no none other um, mm-hmm. get on the COVID list. But um, you know, this 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 team is fun to watch. It, they've been it was a bit of a slow start for the Penguins this year, but you know, I always say this as well. You can count the Penguins out at your own peril. You can tell you can say that they're gonna miss the playoffs. I don't think anyone's really going to believe you until they, that actually, actually happens. happens yeah. I mean, as long as Sidney Crosby still has a pulse and Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin and Jake Ensel and Tristan Jari playing really well, um, this team is going to be a pretty dangerous team going into the playoffs unless they have a epic collapse, I think, at the end of the yeah. season. Uh, what do you think is kind of getting out of here on this? What do you think is the one thing the Penguins need to add or do to kind of make them from going from like a really good or team to like one of those playoff, like Stanley Cup caliber teams? Ad wise, I mean, I think they might be okay, though. I think um, 
just healthy bodies. Yeah. yeah mainly, it's mainly being healthy. Yeah. I mean, this, this team has battled so many injuries throughout the season. I mean, they've, this is their second COVID outbreak of the year. They were one of the first teams to have it. Um, when the, your, your Sharks were going through a huge COVID outbreak, the Penguins were at the same time as well. But I think your coach was out. Mike Sullivan was out at the same time. Sidney Crosby was. I know you have a ton of your players out as well. So um, they, they just got to stay healthy. I could see Hextall going out and making a trade like he did last year because he said he wanted to reward the team. Of course, mm-hmm. goes out and gets Jeff Carter and look how great he's been for the, uh, the Penguins. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do this year just because I don't see a lot of weaknesses on the roster. Their defensive corpse is above average, and that's probably the first time I can say that in quite a few years just because yep. they've had anchors on the defense. I don't have to remind everyone that Jack Johnson once played for this team. And so they <laughs> Um, thank God that's not here. I think that's not happening here anymore, but yeah, just healthy bodies. They got to continue to get good goaltending. Uh, Jari has been top five, top six, basically all season and goals saved above, above expected. Um, their power play has to be better. And I think honestly, they just got to keep finishing their chances a bit better. Um, the depth has been great. Evan Rodriguez is playing like someone who's trying to get 4 million per on his next contract when he makes not even a million right now. Um, so, um, there, there's a lot to like with them. I mean, mm-hmm. I say, you know, why not them to come out of the East, but, um, I think it would take a lot to probably beat a team like Tampa or Florida in the yeah. best, in the best of seven, but you know, this is a dangerous team, I think. And, um, if they continue to get healthy, um, I think they're going to look even better. Yeah. I mean, they look good. And I, I like I said, I think they're going to make some noise. Like, I don't know if they're quite up there with those other teams, but, you never know. The playoffs are a fickle beast, and we've we've all seen weird stuff happen in the playoffs, especially with both of our teams. Where, you know, you never know. He's just the right bounce and stuff like that. So, uh, Hunter, where can the good people find you? So the content fanboys can find uh, boy here um, at Hunter Hodes on Twitter. The uh, show's Twitter is at LO underscore Penguins, and you can find the show on Apple, Spotify, and on YouTube now. It's been on YouTube for the last few weeks. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've been trying to, you know, figure out my lighting and stuff. I finally been able to figure something decent out, so I don't look like a freaking zombie on my freaking <laughs> video uh, podcast episodes. But um, that's where you can find the show. If any of you Shark fans want to come and listen to uh, me blabber about the Penguins, um, you can find it there. And of course, you know, these two teams will be playing each other really soon again. Yeah, the fifteenth. I'm trying to go to that game, so fingers crossed. Um, yeah, uh, thank you, Hunter. Even though you have bad takes about tacos online, I saw that the other day. I was yes, uh, hard, hard pass. When I saw that huge chart, and if I had to take one out out of what was it, burgers, pasta, yeah. whatever, um, I'm taking that out every single time. Oh, oh J- JD, where can everyone find you on the socials in the Sharks podcast, please? Uh, they of course can find me uh, on Twitter at my Fryhole, where I am constantly online. Uh, you can find. Us, of course, at Locked on Sharks, where we uh, shitpost uh, 87% of the time and manifest the other 13% of the time. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Insta- er, and Instagram, uh, same handles. And YouTube, subscribe. We're, I think, 20 away from 500 subscribers, so make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, we Once I do, I will recreate the jumbo slide in my living room, so make sure you guys do that. Uh you know, slam that subscribe button. Um, and I'm barely at 50 and I've only been there for a few weeks. So once I get up to there, I'm going to be cooking. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. I think we're previewing the Red Wings with the Red Wings guys. What do you got coming up this week, Hunter? 
yeah, so the Penguins have off for a couple days. Um, they don't play Tuesday. Um, well, you know, obviously this episode will be coming out on Monday. Um, Wednesday they play – oh, geez, I almost forgot for a sec. They play the Blues on Wednesday, Philadelphia Thursday. So very busy uh, time for the Penguins. And then they go to Dallas, and then they have that monster road trip coming up. So just a lot of uh, game recaps this weekend. I try to have a couple of guests on um, as well. And, you know, should be a great five episodes this week. I'm glad that the team is finally back in action here, JD, because for the last two weeks, um, it's oh, definitely it's been, been it's, it's been a little tough, but, you know, I've still been able to come up with some good content. There's never, there's never nothing to talk about with the Penguins. They're always a team that is very entertaining. Yes. Uh, this, that makes up for a little bit for having to cover the Sharks during the bubble playoffs when there's, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, we will catch you guys tomorrow. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. Go check out uh, Locked on Bets if you want to go make some money, especially I uh, got to go pay those holiday bills, pay off those, all that stuff. So go check out Locked on Bets. Um, they are on fire. Um, and go check out one of the other amazing podcasts on the Locked on Network, uh, Locked on Steelers, which I'm sure is probably uh, going to have a lot of stuff about Roethlisberger now. And then That's or, just as much as boy hours with our boy Chris. Just great yeah. guy, though. Uh, locked on Warriors. Go watch the, the best team in, in basketball. So, um, and we'll check you guys out tomorrow.